Hey you guys, welcome back to Monday Morning Espresso. This is Gabby. I am at the end of a week here um, where I have been with my parents. They came to Texas to visit for my daughter's birthday, which was last weekend. She turned two and um, my parents just took my kids out to dinner. So I'm actually alone here for a few minutes, which is amazing. Um, not that I don't love all of those people I do, but you know, when you're a parent and you're alone for a few minutes, it's kind of like, ah, so anyway, we had a fun day today. We went to Magnolia again. You may remember a couple of months ago, I actually did a podcast called like Chip and Joe after we went to visit the silos at Magnolia. And today was just as good as that day. That place is just amazing. Seriously, it does something to my heart. I love it there. I am also still getting over a cold, so I apologize for my kind of weird raspy voice, but I wanted to take a few minutes here to record a podcast so I can get this posted for you guys on Monday, and I hope it blesses you. Um, this week has been very much me pondering this concept of the dark night of the soul. And if you've been on my website, you will have seen the blog post that I posted this week on this topic. And if you did not, I would so encourage you to go onto my website, gobbyruth.com, and look at the latest blog, which is called, let me think, what did I call it? He's in the darkness, enduring the dark night of the soul. Now, I came across this concept of the dark night of the soul several months ago when a friend of mine recommended that I read that book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which I also mentioned in a podcast a couple months ago. Um, but this book is amazing. I definitely would recommend it to you guys. Um, it's basically about how you cannot be spiritually mature without being emotionally mature. You have to be emotionally and spiritually mature at the same time. Um, so it's really, really good. And he talks through the seasons of uh, the journey of a Christian and how that maturation process happens. And he talks about this concept that he calls the wall, um, which he points to the the wording, the dark night of the soul, which was first coined, I believe, by St. John of the Cross in the 16th century. Um, <clears throat> but it that I first met the concept there. So then I ordered the book, The Dark Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross, a really good translation of it, and have been devouring that. And then my sister sent me Mother Teresa's Come Be My Light uh, for my birthday. And it is also discussed in that book. So over and over again, this concept has been coming to me and I had never heard of it before. And I'm so thankful and grateful to the Lord that he brought this across my path and to my knowledge because it just so happens that it all came in the right timing for me to enter my own dark night of the soul. Now, you don't have to feel sorry for me, although I do accept hugs. Um, but this dark night of the soul is basically often brought on by circumstances or things beyond your control or uh, understanding and realization of your brokenness from the past or things like that, where you end up just hitting this place where nothing is feeling happy anymore, basically. Um, 
your prayers don't seem to work anymore, you have lost all sense even of God, and <clears throat> it's really hard. I'm I'm going to be honest. I have been honest most of the time in this podcast, but these past few months have just been really hard um, in transition and me questioning a lot of things in my life. And um, now in the, the past, I'd say six weeks, it's come to the place where it's truly the dark night of the soul, where even always I have been able to sense the Lord with me. And suddenly I don't even sense him when I am reading my Bible or praying or asking about the future or any of those things that I have relied on forever. I've always been the girl, I've told my husband and a couple friends, like, I'm always the girl who can find Aslan. Like, no matter what I'm going through, I'm always the girl who can find Aslan. And I don't even know where he is anymore. And I don't know how to find him. And that makes me really sad. But guys, this concept of the dark night of the soul, I think I need to write and probably research it more and just explain it more to people because it's truly a beautiful thing. Even though it's super hard and super painful, basically what it is is a purging of your mind, will, and emotions, um, which is the description of your soul from being the only thing that you relate to the Lord with, because that actually in reality is not real. And you, what St. John of the Cross says is that people can often end up worshiping their feelings of God rather than God himself. So it's an opportunity to enter into a new purity of faith based on you know what is true and you move forward in it regardless of what you're feeling. And somehow in the midst of that, the Lord reveals his purest love to your spirit, which is the eternal part of you that he has redeemed. So it's just amazing to be walking through this as hard as it is. Like, I keep waking up every day like, okay, again, it's like nothingness inside of my soul. But I've been walking through, you know, having to take care of my kids and walking through some hard things with friends and um, moving forward in my day-to-day life without knowing what's coming next and having to solely depend on what I know to be true based on my theology, based on my experience of God in the past, based on who I know he is, regardless of how I'm feeling about it. And while I am not seeing the other side of what emotionally healthy spirituality says is the wall, I am not seeing the other side of it yet. Here in the midst of it, I have been given the grace to be able to recognize that what God is doing in the midst of this dark season is something beautiful and it's something worthwhile. I keep saying to the Lord, like, I feel so broken, but I have known for so long there's stuff in me that needs to be broken. And it has to happen by you because no matter how hard I try to perfect myself in this area or that area, I can't do it in my own strength. And he's answering that prayer. Um, so really, I think a lot of Christians come to this place of like, 
where they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm depressed or I've lost my faith or I don't believe in God anymore or God isn't coming through for me anymore. What does that mean? Does that mean that my faith has failed? And they don't know what's actually happening is the Lord has brought them to that place to purify and sanctify their hearts. So I want to be a beacon of hope to any of you who are going through that or you know someone who's going through that. Like, yeah, you might be depressed. Honestly, a lot of the articles and things that I have read about this is depression and dark night of the soul often go hand in hand. But as long as we're treating the dark night of the soul part as a dark night of the soul and not a medical depression, I think that's important. I do believe that medical depression is a thing and it could also tie into your dark night of the soul. I'm Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't get help, but if we look at this the wrong way and we opt out or we lean back upon the things that we try to fill our souls with, like, I don't know, Instagram or TV or video games, or even just trying to reach into the heavens and gain a worship experience that we've been missing for a long time. Like, we, we're going to miss out on the growth and getting to the other side of the wall into a place of maturity that really we need to be at if we're going to be all that God has called us to be. And on that side of the wall, as I'm finding, it's like this epic humility because you find how really small and minute and tiny and wretched you really are. You see people through eyes of love in a new way because you have a more tender heart towards their brokenness. You don't look down upon people anymore. Like these are all of the things that I think spiritually, uh, vibrant people often think about other people is like, oh, I'm better than so-and-so, or why doesn't so-and-so act this way? If they really know Jesus, they wouldn't be blah, blah, blah. And that is a lot of the things that St. John of the Cross points to as actually spiritual immaturity. Like you're actually a beginner if you have he he actually goes through the seven deadly sins of the soul. So pride of the soul, avarice of the soul, greed of the soul, like just wanting more and more spiritual things. Um, it's a fascinating concept, but I, in the midst of this darkness, as much as I want out, like you'll see it in what I wrote this week. I really hope that it just blesses your heart. What I wrote in the middle of my own dark season, um, just how I, I might say to God, like, please, please shine light back upon me, but don't take me from this place until my, your work in me is done. So I don't know how long this is going to last. There's no pat answer, but even in the midst of it, I know that God is there. I know that he's doing something in me and I'm, I'm thankful. I would love to hear your feedback on what you think about this concept. I would love to know if you relate to this. Um, I did want to read a scripture. Sorry for the clicking. I'm doing this all on my phone. Um, I wanted to read this scripture to you from the Passion Translation, which I actually put in my blog, which really just blessed me this week as I was pondering this concept of the dark night of the soul. It's Psalm 51, 15 through 17. It says, Lord, unlock my heart, unlock my lips, and I will overcome with joyous praise. For the source of your pleasure is not in my performance or the sacrifices I might offer to you. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. 
You will not despise my tenderness as I humbly bow at your feet. So this was just like the perfect description of the dark night of the soul that I, I'll press forward and praise him even though I can't really see him right now. And I will believe that his pleasure is not in my performance that all these things that I've been striving for and just even striving like, God, I just want to be godly. God, I want to, I want to follow your will. Like, God, there's been so much personal striving, even in trying to be godly. And that's not what he finds pleasure in. The fountain of his pleasure is in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before him. It's in this place where my heart has been so weary and so broken and so confused. But I say, Lord, yet will I praise you. Yet will I believe in you. You are good and you are holy. And even if I end up in this place for the rest of my life, Lord, in my shattered heart, I I will bow down and give it to you because you are everything. And you will not despise my tenderness as I humbly bow down before your feet. I want to be found in the humility of Christ. Like if he in all of his majesty would come to earth, wrap himself in flesh and die for us. What little sacrifice is it is it if I just lay down my life for him in this brokenness? So again, I hope this blesses you. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback on this concept. Please go check out the blog post, especially if you're going through this right now. It's very lyrical and poetic. It's really just meant to minister to you. Um, regardless of what season you're in, what, regardless of any kind of dark thing that you're experiencing, um, I want to look like Jesus. I lost a friend a couple of weeks ago to cancer. And one of the things that was just amazing about her was just how much she looked like Jesus. And um, I know that she would say she doesn't regret any moment of anything that she suffered for him, because if anything, it brought her closer to him and made her more like him. So I want to continue that legacy here and just say, God, make me more like you, regardless of what I have to endure. And I know that her legacy will continue on in so many people because of all that she endured. And I pray that the same will be said about my life. So be blessed. Be super blessed this week. I hope you will go and subscribe to the website. Um, I would love to see your reviews on iTunes if you're liking this podcast. Just trying to build up this community of encouraging dreamers and blessing people like you. Have an amazing week. Be blessed in the Lord and be encouraged that even your broken heart is beautiful to Him. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.